Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Diving stop, Seager! Toss on off the first, in time to get seven. Three-run homer, Robinson Cano off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball. Straight away, center field, Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Time once again for the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Thanks for being back once again. The first of a pretty important week is the Mariners in Baltimore to take on the O's in a three-game series and then finally coming home after this marathon road trip. Mariners losing two of three to the Yankees, but it still has been a tremendous road trip so far. Five and four on this nine-game trip with three more to go against Baltimore. Not going to be easy, though. The Mariners happen to play the best home teams in the American League in back-to-back series. The Yankees, the best record in the American League at 37-23. and 23. I should say two out of three. Boston, second best in the American League at 40-25. and 25. And then Baltimore at 38-26. and 26 the third-best home record in the American League. And they're playing great baseball. They've won four in a row and six of their past nine since the Mariners saw them in Seattle and took two of three. And Baltimore's offense just red hot. They've scored 241 runs That's uh, since the All-Star break. That's the second most in baseball, both, uh, most in the American League. They've swatted 71 homers, most in baseball, hitting 287 as a team, most in baseball. Beckham surging, Machado on a ridiculous run. Scope has been outstanding, so they certainly pack a punch, especially in their ballpark. They're 65 and 65. Mariners 66 and 65. The M's tied with the Angels, both a game and a half back of Minnesota for the second wild card. Yankees holding the first wild card by three and a half games. So. Big three games coming up for the Mariners and a huge homestand coming up. Nine-game homestand after this, Oakland, Houston, and then L.A. So it's a big stretch of schedule with September on the horizon coming up when the Mariners get back home. But first things first, three against Baltimore. We'll talk to Aaron Goldsmith in a few minutes. We're going to talk about this road trip and then what has to happen in September for the Mariners. First, let's review what happened in New York and – 
Man, it was a great win, the first win of the series, including one of the greatest moments of the season, I think. And at first it started with Mike Zanino crushing a home run. 2-0-2 Zanino swinging a fly ball deep to left field. Gardner going back to the warning track near the wall, looking up. Goodbye baseball, Mike Zanino with a home run to straightaway left field, his 19th home run of the season. And the Mariners get on the board. one nothing lead for the Mariners here in the top of the fourth on the home run by Zunino. And what was a back-and-forth, I mean, high-tension, high-leverage situation, especially late in the ball game. It would go to extra innings. Lefty-on-lefty matchup. Chapman, who had given up two home runs in his career to lefties, gets taken yard in extra innings. The stretch and the pitch. Swing and a fly ball deep into center field. This one is going, going. It is gone. Goodbye baseball. Out to Monument Park. Holy smokes. An amazing moment. And Alonzo crushes that home run, breaks the tie, and then the Mariners finish it off. Here's the 2-2 on the way. Swing and a miss. Strike three. And the ball game is over. Diaz, how sweet it is. Strikes out Aaron Hicks for the 33rd out in this game. And in 11 innings tonight, the Mariners beat the Yankees here in the Bronx by a score up two to one but that was definitely the high water mark of the series as the mariners fall on saturday six to three doubled up and then sunday a forgettable game five errors in the ball game a big first inning for the yankees and the mariners could not recover they fall 10 to one in the finale so the yankees take the series here's what scott service said about it uh certainly you can't make that many mistakes uh give a team that many extra outs you know, there was a lot of uh, unforced errors, you know. Defense, you know, obviously we weren't ready uh, to get after it there in the first inning. But, uh, you know, I, I credit, uh, you know, Albers hanging in there. Uh, Andrew kept throwing strikes. Uh, we just did nothing, nothing at all to help him out uh, get through that first inning. And, you know, you make five errors and, you know, it gets a quality club. That's There's no way to overcome that. So, uh, you know, disappointing last couple of days here uh, in New York. Um, you know, we're in the middle of a long road trip, our longest of the year. We still have a chance to have a good trip. Uh, we got to turn around and get the get it on the right track over in Baltimore. What was the message to Albers when you went out and visited him that first inning? Uh, the message wasn't to him so much. It was just the other guys. You got to stay in the moment. You got to forget about what's happened. Forget about you know, don't look too far down the road. Just lock in, pitch at a time. We got to concentrate and try to get everybody back together. But uh, uh, you know, it was obviously the worst inning we've had all year. Uh, embarrassing, you know, the point and. But there's nothing we can do about it now. We've got to forget about it, move on. Uh, we did not win the series here, which was the goal to keep winning series. But we got a chance to have a good trip if we win the series over in Baltimore, and we'll get focused uh, over there tomorrow. Scott, this has been a good defensive team. I mean, just just, uh, just laps there? I mean, just about- yeah, you know, we, we do. We do have good defensive players. Certainly our outfield has been outstanding all year. Uh, Kyle's had a good year at third base. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, the ball, snowball got rolling, and we, we couldn't stop it. But, uh you know, you got to step up. You got to make plays. Everybody knows that. You know, we, we know we screwed up today, and and uh, nothing we can do about it now. Uh, we got to react uh, in a good way tomorrow and, and get after it over in Baltimore. That first standing really about the only chance you guys had to put up some numbers against Tanaka. Oh, certainly we had him. Uh, you know, run in and, and second, third, uh, with one out there and couldn't add on more. But uh, you know, Tanaka was effective today. Threw some very good split fingers late in counts. Um, you know, strikeout uh, was big for him today but uh, you know when you have that type of lead uh, early on he's able to pitch a little bit differently and it was a different ball game you know after they got the big lead you got Robbie out of there and you 
didn't look like he's running real well on the base. But. No, he, he's not. Um, you know, we knew that was going to be the case. I'm um, just hoping to, to get the bat in there, and, and uh, hopefully it'll get better here as we go along. But it's something that he's going to have to figure out how to manage. Uh, we certainly need him in our lineup and need him out there every day, and I think he can manage it. So that sets the table for a big three games in Baltimore. The Mariners looking for another series before returning home. And that's what we're going to talk about. So full disclosure, I mentioned it right off the top, but Aaron and I recorded this before the game on Sunday, so we weren't sure of the outcome, but most of it's still holding true in terms of what they've done on the road trip and what they need to do in the month of September. To the six, all leaving it to it for the play-by-play. Here's Aaron. They're booing me, Rick. Not you. That was right on cue. If they knew you, they would never boo you, buddy. <laughs> One-two pitch, swing and a miss. Oh, did he get tied up? That was dirty from Felix. Picks up the dirties, washes them, and brings them back fresh. And we got Aaron Goldsmith here. Hair just glistening in the sunlight, so it's pretty distracting. I'm a happily married man with a child on the way, and I love Katie Perry. Um, that is that is me in a nutshell, and I talk about the Mariners on the radio every night. So kind of let it eat. Oh, breaking news: the bees are still there. You look up above the mound, and it looks like you're staring up to the mothership, like you could be beamed up at any moment. That white roof with all the circles and the scaffolding. Way out of here to right field. Thank you very much. It's been a long time, too long, as we have Aaron Goldsmith here. Uh, full disclosure, we're recording this before we know what happens on Sunday, but Aaron, I'm assuming uh, we're going to assume a Mariners series win. I mean, that's a safe assumption, right? Well, we either look really smart or really foolish with you saying that, but I like to assume that it'll be a series win as well. <laughs> well, either way, it's been a great road trip. I mean, we It's had, been a fantastic road we've trip. We've been talking about this road trip since the schedule came out way back when, and I mean, it was a daunting trip, especially with all the injuries and everything else. But, man, they continue to overcome and just reel off series wins. It's been nice. It's been pretty remarkable. I, it's, if the Mar- I was thinking about it today, actually. If the Mariners can get back home on, and having this road trip, just, just be even a game over 500 on the trip. I mean, that would be fantastic. I mean, it's, this road trip is so – it's hard to explain. I don't know if people can relate to – whatever your line of work is and leaving your home for two weeks, literally two weeks and doing whatever it is that you do for a living in four different cities over the span of basically half a month. Um, Especially if your job involves a high level of stress and pressure and how about physical exertion as well? It's just, it's uh, it's a lot, especially at the most critical time of the year for the Mariners. And let's face it, every, Every day, every week is becoming the most critical time of the year. And we've been through this in years past for the Mariners when it just comes down to the wire, wire in the wild card. So if you can get back, if you can get back home and you are still, uh, even if you're just right beneath that threshold of the second wild card, and now you got a nine-game homestand, uh, I think the Mariners are going to be in great shape. So this is, so far, this has been a fantastic road trip. And it really looks like when you look at this race that it is going to come down to the wire. There's so many teams in the mix. And, and I, you know, I think a lot of people are assuming the Yankees are kind of untouchable in the first slot, but they are right there in the mix as well. They could easily get pulled back into the pile with everyone else. It just feels like this is going to go down to maybe even the last day of the season. Yeah, I know. I think you're totally right on all those counts because it's easy for those teams that are, 
not in the wild card, but have their sights set on it to look at the Yankees who have, who have held that top spot for goodness knows how long now and just kind of assume, well, the Yankees, let's face it, they're really the only team in the wild card division right now with a run differential that's n- better than zero. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, they have by far on paper been the best team of all those contending for the wild card right now. As I have spent time talking with people who cover the Yankees these last two days in New York, I mean, there is a considerable amount of concern for them holding down that top spot. Because when, when we got here, I, I kind of had the thought of, well, the Yankees, certainly they're going to take this series against the Mariners seriously, of course. But they're the only team right now in the wild card outside of m- maybe the Twins who – have a shot at tracking down on at least on paper the division leader right because they've been hanging around that four to five game uh threshold outside of the red sox but man people who cover the yankees are saying no they are very much hoping that the yankees can just simply maintain where they are and not lose the series and lose some serious traction for the top wild card spot because the twins just simply are not going away it's just remarkable how they are still in the mix and the last at the time we're talking they have a run differential the twins of like minus 35 and if the season ended today they're in a playoff game which is insane to think about so for as great as that roster of the yankees in some ways looks on paper and they've had some struggles even though their overall record might not show it right now i never thought we'd be talking about bullpen struggles with the yankees given their stacked arms back there but they are i mean chapman you know pulled out of the closers role uh, Batances has been not as dominant, still great, but he's had command issues. I just can't believe we're talking about a bullpen that uh, has struggled, given how invincible on paper they really should be. I'm sure you saw Batances hit McCann, James McCann, oh. at 98 miles an hour on the helmet Yes, in Detroit. Well, today, as we're talking after the game on Saturday, by now I'm sure many Mariners fans have seen, he threw 100 miles an hour. And it was, I'm not kidding you, feet above Danny Valencia. Wow. I, it, was, it, was, it was terrifying, and it was completely ridiculous in terms of just how little command he has. And then, of course, the next pitch, he can snap off an 85-mile-an-hour curveball that just buckles you at the knees. Uh, if those guys can get right, this is obviously the bullpen that will just terrorize lineups throughout the American League, throughout the postseason, potentially. Uh, but... The bullpen for the Yankees has been nearly – it's been worked more than the Mariners, and that's mm-hmm. saying something uh, because we know how much the Mariners' bullpen has worked here in the second half. But the rotation for the Yankees has struggled. Gray – it struggled in terms of going deep, which is a, a problem the Mariners can certainly relate to. Uh, but I think it's it will be scary when the Yankees start to click. Because, Gary, you remember this. When the Yankees came to town, uh, at this point that was a while ago, uh, before the All-Star break, at that point, I'm interested in what you think on this. At that point, to me, I thought going into that series, my mindset was, well, the Astros are the best team in the American League, and there might not be necessarily a team that's right beneath them threatening. And then as soon as we saw the Yankees, yeah. and this is after they made the deals and they bolstered the bullpen, they got Frazier to cover third base a little bit, I thought, man, the, the, the Yankees could track them down. Well, since then, obviously, the Red Sox have tracked down the Yankees. Now they're in first place. But it just go, we saw the Yankees when they were really firing on all cylinders, and we kind of saw their potential. Um, but for the Mariners, 
this is I think you're right. This we, we could easily go into game just like last year, man. We can go into game 161 with everything on the line and maybe even game 162. You're right about the Yankees because I the way I looked at it is they've struggled in the rotation this year, but with the way they were built, they were playing five inning baseball. I mean, they were looking for a yeah, lead. and it was okay. Yeah, they were looking for a lead after five innings with that bullpen. But if the bullpen is going to struggle, that changes their equation completely because they just don't have guys that are going to get them deep into ball games. Sonny Gray has been great. He still won't go long into a game. They could really use Tanaka turning around. Severino has been awesome. I mean, he has really been good. One Seriously. of the best pitchers in the American League, but still they don't have a lot of depth in that rotation and if their bullpen is not going to be rock solid that really opens them up and then, you know, their offense frankly was carried in a lot of ways by Judge in the first half of the season with his ridiculous first half and he just hasn't been the same guy in the second half, so they're not scoring as many runs and not as dangerous so I think you're right, I think the Mariners saw them at their high water mark Yeah, I don't don't think there's any question about it and you know, I was looking at Mariners pitching this year and just kind of thinking about the lack of depth that the Mariners have been able to get out of the rotation. And you know, obviously we're in our Mariners bubble, right? Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, we think that when we see problems like that, uh, you kind of think that, well, maybe the Mariners are the only team who, <laughs> who have that kind of struggle. And man, I couldn't believe it when you look around the majors, how many other teams, because you mentioned the Yankees, how many other teams are struggling just getting a starter to go six innings. I know. Uh, I mean, it's it. This is becoming a serious issue around the majors. It's not just the Mariners. Uh, the Mariners aren't even in the top five in terms of starts of fewer than six innings. We're talking five and two thirds or less. And they're not even in the top five in terms of teams who have done that the most. It's. It's remarkable how hard it is to get high-quality starting pitching, which I, I guess completely explains the lofty prices that are being paid uh, in the trade market for starting pitching, like Sonny Gray, what the Yankees gave up for him. I talked about it on the air today, what the Diamondbacks gave up to get Taiwan Walker, who, right. when he left the Mariners, was not even – wasn't a one. You know, maybe at times showed flashes of being a two, certainly – uh, but wasn't a proven guy by any means. Was not a proven product, a finished product at all. You're going a lot on potential with Taiwan, and the Mariners got an all-star caliber shortstop and an opening day right fielder. I mean, it's ama- it's amazing. So the Mariners aren't the only ones in this boat, and the Yankees kind of are in the same boat also. I was just thinking how much a guy like Mark Burley, how much value he would have oh this day and age. You know, a guy who, I mean, put it in the bank, 200 innings takes the ball every five days not dominant although he you know there were some years where he was outstanding but you know that type of guy how much value they carry right now well you know last year we saw the fewest number of 200 inning pitchers in the history of baseball it was fewer than 20 now Iwakuma came within just a couple of outs of 200 innings Cole Hamels was a 200 inning pitcher by I believe one out off the top of my head it was like 200 and a third uh, but the 200-inning pitcher is a dying breed. And, uh, I mean, by the way, I pulled up the list. The Mariners have had 71 starts going fewer than six innings. Yeah. The Marlins, the Reds, the Brewers, the White Sox, and the Orioles have all had more. Wow. And the Orioles are in a wild-card mix. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. No, it is amazing. So when you look at September – 
you know, big picture. If the Mariners are, we t- if we're talking about the Mariners in the postseason, what's the key in September? Get Paxton back, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to get Paxton back. Uh, he has been throwing. Felix has been throwing, and I can't leave Felix out of that. Get, get, you know, before Felix got hurt, he was giving you. It seemed like there was a good run there if he was throwing up quality starts consecutively. Yeah. There's also been runs this year for Felix where you just simply, you just don't know. You just, when he when he takes on, you just don't know what's what's going to happen. Which is a really, I mean, when you say, Gary, you've seen Felix your whole life, that's a pretty weird feeling to have when Felix is on the mound, just yeah. not knowing what's going to happen. Right, right. Uh, but still, he can go out there and give you six and maybe even seven, uh, but six would be. Oh. I mean, you're on your, your knees. You're on your knees just saying thank you. <laughs> if he gives you six and throws up a quality start there. This is something that Jerry told us late May, early June, having to get somebody else besides Paxton that can get him into the seventh inning, not just go through six, but actually be pitching in the seventh inning, hopefully recording more outs and saving the bullpen, trying to get two guys out of five who can do that. Right now, the Mariners don't have anybody. So getting Paxton back and being able to spell the bullpen at least once every turn of the rotation is huge. And obviously the, the emotional boost that Felix would bring along with it, along with the physical boost as well. Uh, those to me, that's, that's the key for September. What do you think? No, you're right. Because I've talked about it. They, they, the offense is there. It's in place. The defense is outstanding. That's in place. The bullpen, especially when, you know, they get some innings from the starters, they're rested. That to me, that's the piece. And I'm not talking about, you know, seven shutout innings, something like that. Just, I mean, we're talking five, preferably six innings. I mean, you get consistent six-inning starts from your rotation, they're in business. Yeah, because even if this was a rotation that was in the position to regularly give you six, but let's say they gave you six, but they gave up some runs, right? They gave up more than the three for your quote-unquote quality start. They were giving up four runs over six, over six and a third. As you mentioned, with the, with the way the offense has the potential to click, and we've seen it, uh, that's okay, especially on this road trip. You know, that's okay. The Mariners can can kind of work around that. Uh, but right now, not being able to get the length, and now your bullpen is getting blown up. And, we're of course, Gary, we can't overlook the fact that September is coming. Right. And, I mean, Scott, Scott's service is going to have – Everybody I mean, how many available. extra seats are they going to have in that bullpen? All hands on deck, baby. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I mean, I don't think I'm not going on a limit all here. I mean, the Mariners are more than likely, and don't you think they're going to set a major league record this year for pitchers' use? They're three shy of a tie. They're four shy of passing the Rangers from I think it was 2014 with 40 pitchers. Yeah. I mean, that's going to that's going to happen, won't it? Oh, I think so. And we're going to see. I mean, we're going to see games where could. A guy in inning. I mean, it's going to be anything goes in yeah. September. They're going to call up every available arm, at least how I see it, every arm available up in September, and it's going to be day-to-day. However they get the win, doesn't matter. That's what's going to – that is what September is going to look like. Quick Seriously. I mean, it's going to – now, now, now the, the difference is between the Mariners this year and the Rangers from a few years ago, that Rangers team, I'm going to guess, was like the first team eliminated from the playoffs. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people remember that injury ravaged year for Texas. It was the year that Ron Washington uh, stepped down at the end of the year. Tim Bogart took over. And the difference between that team and the Mariners, that we're talking about this for the Mariners, and they could be in the postseason. Right. I mean, that's just how incredible this year has been for the Mariners in terms of just in their head above water. 
and they somehow are. Well, great chat. We'll see you uh, in September. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right, G-Man. Enjoy Baltimore, man. Good talking with you. Yeah. Talk to you soon. This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine. Here's the stretch and the 1-1 swinging a ground ball up the middle. Up the bare hand of the pitcher. Fultonavich to the shortstop. Swanson, he picks it up. No throw anywhere and a run will score. Andrew Albers with an infield base hit and a run batted in. And the Mariners have a 1-0 lead. Albers threw the ball really well. Um, you know, giving us five innings and did it all. Got his first major league hit, RBI, a couple sack bunts down. Was very played the game like a little leaguer, you know, tonight <laughs> in the National League. So, uh, did a really good job. Get us to the sixth inning. The one-two swing and this is cracked deep, thumped right field. This has carry. It is just off the top of the brick wall above the 375 marker. Alonzo gallops into second base. He slides in, spikes first. Just feet shy of a homer. Instead, he'll settle for a run-scoring double with two outs of the sixth inning. It stretches the Mariners' lead 6-2. to two. On the way to Robbie. Here she comes. Knuckle ball swing and a fly ball to left field. Back on the ball toward the corner. His camp can't get to it. It's over his head. This one will roll all the way to the wall. And in its second with a double goes Robinson Cano. Career double number 506. And Robbie Cano has just tied the Bambino Babe Ruth for 57th place on the doubles list. And when you put your name alongside a guy like Babe Ruth, you are on your way to the Hall of Fame. I've had three ambitions in my life. One of them was to hit 700 home runs. The other one was to play 20 years. And the next one was to be in 10 World Series. I succeeded in one last year, making my 10th World Series. And next year gives me the opportunity to play in 20 years. And if I had 46 home runs, I'll have my 700 home runs, and I'll sure be satisfied with everything. Johnson ready, delivers 2-0, swing and a line drive, base hit, into left center field. Here comes Segura on to score. Alonzo running third, he will score up with the ball in Ciarte, the throw into second. And the Mariners regain the lead 6-5 here in the top of the eighth inning. Hopefully Robbie's not out. Honestly, I hope he's not out too long. Uh, but if he is, then... Uh, I'm, I feel ready. I feel good in the box, and I want to help this team win a wild card. 1-1 to Seager. Swing and a fly ball into center field and deep. Going back. Enciarte to the track, to the wall. Leaps up, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seager with a three-run opposite field home run. Zanino swing and a fly ball deep to left field. Gardner going back to the one track near the wall. Looking up. Goodbye baseball. Mike Zunino with a home run to straight away left field. His 19th home run of the season. The 2-2 pitch swing and a miss for strike three. And that will retire the side. The Yankees get one run and that's all they get. They leave the bases loaded for the third time in this ball game and what a job by Nick Vincent. The stretch and the pitch swing and a fly ball deep into center field. This one is going, going, it is gone. Goodbye baseball. Out to Monument Park. 
Holy smokes. I'm just trying not to strike out, <laughs> to be honest with you. He's as tough as they get, man. No question about it. I mean, he's got electric stuff. He's got a 100-plus mile-an-hour fastball. He's got a wicked slider. You know, right there, I'm just trying to be easy and just trying to make contact and uh, just get a strike. Here's the 2-2 on the way. Swing and a miss. Strike three. And the ball game is over. Diaz, how sweet it is. Strikes out Aaron Hicks for the 33rd out in this game. And in 11 innings tonight, the Mariners beat the Yankees here in the Bronx by a score of 2-1. to one.